Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you. Good morning, good morning, Mount Calvary Nation and friends. This is the day the Lord has made. We will be glad and rejoice in it. Let's give him a hand praise. If he's done anything for you, and I know he has, praise the Lord. We are glad to be here this morning. Welcome those in TV land, as I like to call it, on the internet, YouTube. We welcome you this morning to Mount Calvary. Praise the Lord. My scripture this morning will come from the psalm, and I'll be reading Psalm 30, verses 1 through 5. And if you would stand for the reading of God's word, if you're able, please. I will exalt you, Lord, for you rescued me. You refused to let my enemies triumph over me. Oh, Lord, my God, I cried to you for help, and you restored my health. You brought me up from the grave, oh, Lord, kept me from falling into the pit of death. Sing to the Lord, all you godly ones. Praise his holy name. For his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may last through the night, but joy, joy comes in the morning. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. To bow your heads for prayer. Father God, we thank you for this day, Lord God. God, we thank you for your grace and mercy, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for watching over us as we slept last night and waking us up in the morning, Lord God, this morning with all with all your praises in our heart, Lord God. We came to worship you today with spirit and truth, God. And we thank you, Lord, for putting that on our mind, Lord God. We thank you for being our ever-present help, Lord God, when we need it, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for your continuous love that you give us. God, we thank you for your son, Jesus, because it is through Jesus that we were reconciled to you, Lord God. Our salvation is through Jesus Christ. Now, God, we come today, Lord God, to worship you, Lord God, in spirit and truth. Bless the participants that are serving today from the parking lot to the pulpit, God. And, Lord God, we ask that you bless the preacher that will be bringing the word today, Lord God. You gave her a word to deliver to your people, Lord God. Open our ears that we may hear our hearts that we may retain today, Lord God. And, oh, God, bless our pastor, Lord God, the shepherd of this house, Lord God. We thank you for bringing him back safely, Lord God. We ask that you give him rest, God. Give him peace and revitalizing, Lord God. We thank you for him, God. God, I stand before you now praying in the mighty, mighty, matchless name of him who gave his life on the cross for our salvation, Jesus Christ. Amen. joining us virtually as well. The Phoebe Ministry welcomes you to witness the transformational power of salvation. Romans 6, 4 states, Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. I am Teresa Mack, and this is our candidate for baptism, Brandon Jordan. Good 
based upon your profession of the faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. I baptize you now, my brother, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. church say amen. Praise the Lord, everyone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. For this is the day that the Lord has made, and we're going to rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Why don't you stand to your feet? Hallelujah. And join in as we give praises to our God, to our King. But before we do that, let's just lift our hands in the presence of God and just begin to thank him for all the great things he's done. Hallelujah. He's brought us to this place one more time. Hallelujah. And as I look out, I see that everyone is, is, is in, in good health. Yes, you are. You're in excellent and perfect health. You're in your right mind. God has blessed us beyond measures. So that gives us reason to give him praise this morning. And really all the time we should be praising him. Even for the small, little, tiny, minute things. You know, praising him for the car that you got. Even though, even though you know, gas prices are so ridiculous now. But you know what? God provide. He's provide for you to get gas for your car. He's a provider. He is a healer. He is he's a sustainer. He is our righteousness, our faithfulness. He is everything. So with all that being said, let's just give him praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on and join with us. Everyone knows this. Praise him. Come on and sing with us. Come on and sing out. 
Hallelujah. Come on and give him praise. He's worthy. God is worthy. Our God is worthy. Amen. Amen and amen. Come on, give him praise if you know he's worthy. I know him as a worthy God. Amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated. We've got just a few announcements this morning. I want to remind you we'll be going to um, the Gateway Cathedral this afternoon with um, Pastor Scares. And Pastor will be preaching there this afternoon at 5 p.m. And I would that you all would bless him with your presence. Immediately following um, church today, we'll have a men's meet after church for men helping men to be men. And where, where will we be meeting at, um, Deacon Sanford? Right here? Okay, right out here in front. Amen. Deacon Simpson has been moved to a carriage inn. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And I think that's all the announcements. Do we have any visitors here today? Any visitors? Praise the Lord. If you'll stand, we're going to do the welcome song. I know the choir is going to do it. <laughs> Come on, y'all. Let's stand and welcome our visitors.
Good morning. Good morning. Okay. Brother Devin, am I just putting this right here where I need it? Or, yeah, this is good right here? Did I just get a thumbs up? Wherever I want to put it. All right. We're going to see if this don't work right here. I, I got a big mouth, but you may have to. Good morning, Mount Calvary. <laughs> it is so good to be here this morning. And it is good to see everyone this morning. God is a good God. He is a great God. So much better than we deserve on any given day. But God is good and faithful to us. And for that, we are thankful. For that, we are grateful. Okay, I'm going to need some help raising this up. I think I got it. I think I got it. I think I got it. Okay, for the, for the scripture for today, we are going to go to... I got it. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, the book of Romans, chapter 8. Verses 28 through 30 in the NIV. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. God, be with us today. Open our ears, Lord God, that we may hear exactly what it is that you would need us to hear. Touch our pastor and our first lady and their family in their absence here today, Lord God. Fill them afresh. Give them strength renew their strength, Lord God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You all may be seated. Thank you very much. talk to you a little bit today. I, I think I got a good person. I think I'm good. I'm, I'm good. Thank you so much. <laughs> I matter to God. You matter to God. I want to talk a little bit about that today. The first point is God has a plan. The plan. We often equate the picture of good in the passage that we just heard. We equate that with something being easy or that makes the most sense to me, that makes the most sense to us. And we know oftentimes the things that we walk through, they really don't make us happy. We really get irritated with some of the things that we have to walk through. And we know that there are some things that are really hard for us and they don't make sense. But God causes everything to work for our good, everything. All the good, all the bad, all the straight places, all the crooked places, all the right decisions, all the wrong decisions, everything works for our good. We can't pick and choose what we want to call good and let the good work because everything works for the, okay. We have a purpose and God has a plan. In the book of Jeremiah in chapter 1, God started creation with a specific purpose and a plan in mind. Then he created us to fulfill that intention, that goal, that purpose, or that plan. God knew the details of our lives before he determined our frame. God knew the details of our lives before he determined our frame. I'm not one of those preachers that's going to tell you all morning to look to your left and look to your right, but I do want you to recognize there's not, there's not an individual in this room that looks like you. You are an individual. Your fingers, your toes, your ears, your lips. Before you were framed, he knew about you. 
He gave you everything that you need in order to fulfill his purpose. Okay. Before we were conceived, before he blew breath into us, before we were born on this earth, God knew the life that we would live. And I tell my friends and I tell myself because I constantly have to encourage myself. See, when something bad happens, we find ourselves going down a, a, a spiral of discontent. And we question, why me? So those of you that know me, those of you that don't know me, I am a 23, 24-year cancer survivor. Right? God is good. God is good. But when I was diagnosed with the cancer, I'm going to tell you that Friday afternoon, I remembered the day. I was at work. I had several gamut of tests leading up to this Friday. I, it was on my scalp. I had so many stitches and drawings on my scalp, I, it looked like a baseball. But the call came on a rainy Friday afternoon, three o'clock from the doctor. He didn't pull any words. Denise, this is Dr. Mitchell. Dr. Mitchell, you have cancer. Just like that. Just like that. And I'm at work. And I'm trying to keep my composure at work. I'm trying. See, sometimes when we get bad news, we got to make, and this is later in my, I'm, I'm, I'm jumping the gun, but we are, people are assigned to our lives and we are assigned to people's lives for a reason. Sometimes we run to the wrong people trying to get the wrong message to a right situation when we should be running to the right people that's assigned to us to help us get through the situation. Okay, so I had a best friend at work. Her name was Denise, and I had a best friend at work, and her name was Phyllis. I called both of them and told them to meet me outside. It was raining. I said, just meet me outside. So all three of us had a powwow party together outside, crying. I just couldn't get past the words, you have cancer. What do I do next? What do I do? God, why is this happening to me? Why? I didn't get real spiritual. I got real pitiful. Then my next thought was my mother. How am I going to tell my mother? So I made up a lie in my brain. I'm just being honest. So my mother knew I had all these tests. And I didn't live at home, right? That's, that's okay. But I said, if my mother doesn't ask, I'm not going to tell. So she didn't ask for a long period of the day. <laughs> and I wasn't going to call her up and say, Mom, guess what? But when she finally asked, I couldn't even get the words out of my mouth. I was overcome with tears and feeling bad for myself. Listen, there is a purpose in the bad. That's all the point I'm trying to make to you. You don't see it when you're going through it. You don't understand it when you're in the middle of it. But when you get through it, first praise report, when you get through it on the other side, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. When I got through the other side is when I knew what my purpose was for even having cancer. Dare I say, God, thank you for trusting me to do the right thing, to have the right testimony to help somebody get through cancer? I was assigned to some people that were getting ready to have a cancer diagnosis, and they may not have taken that news from anybody else but me. It was my assignment. It was my assignment. I'm, I'm, I'm going, I'm going. God knew our life. He knew where we would live. He knew when we would die. He knew where we would spend eternity before he created us. There is nothing hidden from God. Nothing is hidden from God. And everything that will be is already known to him. There is not one thing that we do that catches God by surprise. Catches us. Can't believe I did it. Did that really just come out of my mouth? I can't believe I said that. But our creator already knew. So 
I, I say it to my friends, and I say it to I said it earlier, and I say it. I, our circumstances surprise us. The situations we get into surprise us, but not God. Everything that will be is already known to Him. Likewise, God sanctified, endorsed, approved, and ordained us before we were even framed, which indicates that His endorsement also started before conception. Can you just fathom that? Everything that you need, everything that you are ever going to do, everything, every word that comes out of your mouth, every reaction and, and action that you have in your life, before you were conceived, God knew all about you. How can you not love a God like that? How can you not? My godson Joshua plays basketball. He's good. I'm a little biased. But I tell him, you have a gift. You have a talent. See, the difference is, I think I can play ball like he plays ball. Because I think anybody can play. You're just throwing the ball in the, in the, little, in the net right? I call myself a coach too. I coach little kids and I tell them all the time, hit the backboard, hit the backboard. You need help. You need an assist. Hit the backboard, hit the backboard. You have a better chance of the ball going in the net, but God gives the people the gifts and the talents that he needs them to have for that assignment to glorify God in the kingdom. So see, what I tell him is basketball is going to take you places, but your character and your faith in God is going to allow you in those places to touch somebody's life. Using your gifts and your talents to bring glory to God and not ourselves. We were also designed and tailor-made for his calling, for his vision, for his mission. We were made for and assigned specific people and situations in our life. Listen, God is so methodical. He is so specific and he is so deliberate about the creation that he has made that no one will ever experience an accidental birth. God doesn't operate in accidents. Right? It's impossible for him. Therefore, regardless of the circumstances surrounding our birth, right? We all, whatever it was, you're here, preordained, predestined for a reason, for a purpose. Intentionally conceived in the mind of God means we have value. And we have great significance. I matter to God. You matter to God. Brother Bill Ming. <laughs> Man, it is good to see you. <laughs> Praise God. Yes, sir. I'm sorry. I apologize. Ugh, it was good to see him. That's my heart. We also have to take into consideration our genetics, our makeup, the place of birth, our upbringing, our character, our intelligence, our personality, our gifts that we have. Preordained by the one who created us. I love to cook. A lot of people don't like to cook. That's my gift. I am my mother's child. When people come over to my house, I cook too much food. I cook too much, but I love to cook. It's my gift. And if I can cook and bring some food to somebody because they don't like to, I use, we use our gifts for service in the kingdom. Right? There's people that like to clean. I clean. I wouldn't say I like to clean, but there's people that have a gift of cleaning. I love grocery shopping, and I am methodical about my grocery shopping. Stay out of my cart. Stay out of my cart and don't just throw the stuff in my cart. I, mean, I do have OCD. We all got issues. I got to line my stuff up. But I love it. 
That which we love and have a passion for, we don't mind doing. It brings us joy, and we bring joy to others, and we glorify the Father. It's not the big things. It's the little things that we provide service in. Hmm. The part about predestination and people that we've been assigned to, and, and likewise, there's been people assigned to us. We have to be careful who we talk to, who talks to us, where we go, who goes with us. Discernment, you have to be mindful that you're in the right place at the right time doing the right things because God has a plan for you. It's not by accident. It is not that I have had the same group of friends, praise God, for 30 years. That's a blessing to me. I know I'm only 25, but it's, it's all good. Chuckle, chuckle, laugh from the audience. Okay, okay. We were supposed to connect. We were all born different places, different parents. We have different characteristics. We think about things differently. We don't have the same job. We have other circle of friends. But our connection was predestined before we were conceived. When you know, you know. There's nothing you can do to stop it. And it's also not by accident that I'm not friends with other people because <laughs> I'm not supposed to be. Not supposed to connect. So you don't worry about what somebody else is doing. Right? I know she's watching. I know my, you got to worry about yourself. You got to take care of yourself. You don't have to worry about what Sally Mae and Bobby Jean and everybody else is doing over here. You worry about you. Take care of you. Because it's enough to take care of you. Listen, I recall, it's been years and years ago, asking pastor before he was our pastor, am I ever going to be married? Am I intended to be married and have children? I asked him because I wanted to know because of what was going on around me with so many other people. And I did, why me? The why me syndrome, why not me? I got friends that got boyfriends. I got friends that got kids. I got friends that got a couple of male friends that are something else other than boyfriends. I mean, am I not doing something right? Am I not making all of me available? I, what, I mean, what? what? What am I missing? Why is that those things not happening in my life? <laughs> my pastor, your friend. Maybe so. That's all he did. Maybe so. <laughs> but I had to come to terms with a couple of things. I wasn't happy with the answer. And I mean, it was, it was what it was. Maybe so, Denise. Well, okay, if so, now what? If so, what am I going to do? I had to come to terms and understand for myself who I am in Christ and what Christ means to me. Instead of me looking at other people and thinking I need what they have, I had to accept me for myself. And I had to believe that God created me for a purpose. Let them look at me and figure out what they need to do to get closer to Christ. Point number two, the purpose. I'm almost done. I am defined by who Christ says I am. I am defined by who Christ says I am. Galatians tells me I am a child of God and God deeply loves me. John tells me that in Christ I will know true joy. Ephesians tells me that I am blessed and alive in Christ. Romans tells me that nothing can separate me from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Solomon tells me I am beautiful. Philippians tells me that I am stronger because my strength comes from the Lord. See, when I focus on who I already am, 
I don't have time to think about what I don't have. I don't have time to think about what I'm not doing or where I'm not going or where I'm supposed to be. I'm right where I'm supposed to be in the right place at the right time. Your life and your character speaks volumes of your life in Christ without you saying a word. I am reminded in Psalm 27, what are we, what are we seeking after? It's my favorite passage. One thing I've desired of the Lord and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. His purpose for us. Praise him. Think about him. God, I desire you. I desire, if I focus on God, all those other things. So check this out. It's hard to monkey with this stand, like quite honestly. So check this out. If God knew you before you were conceived, knew all about you, your life, your death, your salvation, knows it all. Don't you think he'd already set up an assignment in a mate for your life? We can go get whatever we want, but what did we get where we supposed to have it? Was it my assignment? So, Okay, so Denise had to tell Denise, you won't have to settle for nobody. When God is ready for that to happen, guess what? It's going to happen. And it's going to blow your mind. Because he does above all, more than we can think or imagine. <clears throat> so what's the purpose? What is his purpose, you ask? What is his purpose? His purpose is that we might be conformed to the image of Jesus. We are all predestined for something because if God didn't have a plan for you, he wouldn't have chosen you. You are called, you are chosen, you are made for a reason. And the word called means invited. God loves us so much and cares about us so much. He's inviting us to come to himself. And nothing that we've done to deserve the invitation. The Lord, by his wondrous grace, invited us according to his purpose. Therefore, if God is for us, who can be against us? The purpose of God cannot be defeated. It cannot. No matter what happens in the world, no matter what Satan tries to do, what doors get closed. Okay, I'm going to share. Okay, so I've, I've been working at PNC Mortgage for 26 years, 26 years. And four years ago, I was on vacation. Some of you know the story, some of you don't. I'm on vacation with my friends and my family. We're at Disney, the happiest place on earth. And I get a phone call from my boss at that time. And I thought it odd that his name come up on my phone. I didn't answer it because I didn't want to talk to him. I'm on vacation. Whatever it is in Dayton, Ohio, I can't do a darn thing about it in Orlando, Florida, and I'm on vacation. So I called one of my staff, my manager. I was managing 50 people at the time. So I called one of my managers. I said, why, why is he calling me? What's going on? Did something happen? He said, no, no, we, we ain't talked to him. We don't know what's going on. I said, okay. So everybody got on the ride. I don't ride roller coasters. I'm, I'm a chicken. So I'm, I'm holding the bags while they're on the roller coaster. And I said, well, let me call. So he was calling me to let me know that I've been fired. First words out of my mouth. You're telling me that I got fired and you get to keep your job? I was angry. I was angry. Angry because he felt it necessary to call me on vacation to let me know. That's just how much of a rat he is. Excuse me, praise God. And then the other thing that made me angry is I knew he took pleasure in calling me to tell me that on vacation because he didn't have to do that. HR could have called me when I got back to work. Okay, long story short, so PNC gives you 60 days to reallocate yourself to a different position. 
So for 60 days, I'm still an employee. I went in. I had my smile on my face. And my team was mad. They wanted to complain, and I wouldn't let them. I would not let them. I went into work as if nothing had changed. I still smiled. I still did my assignment. I still greeted the people. I walked in and said, good morning. I did that for about the first 30 days of my 60 days. And I said, you know what? I ain't got to go back in no more. Let him figure it out. Because I had to start believing that God closed that door. Okay? So instead of me continuing to be tormented in the stress, God said, I'm, it's done. We're going to let you go. But what I didn't know, and I had to come to terms with real quick, he had another door open. So this door, this door that God opened, this other door, I'm still with the same company. Okay. I didn't lose my salary. The good thing, I'm not, I'm not managing people anymore. I'm what you call an individual contributor, so I take care of myself. So all of the things that I was getting on my nerves, God took it away. He took it away and gave, the, and gave a voice to it in the enemy that was causing me all my frustration. Isn't there a passage in the Bible that says he will make your enemies your footstool? Oh, okay. Okay, purpose. God, I thank you. I didn't know what was on the other side of my, my 61st day. But my 61st day is still with the same company. Not managing people. People are people. And you got to be, you got to deal with a lot of personalities when you manage people. On any given day, I was a babysitter, romper room toddler. I was a, a peacemaker. I was a whole lot of things to a whole lot of people. And it wears you out. Because these are grown folk. These are grown folk working a grown folk job. Too much drama. Anyway, purpose. So God's plan cannot be defeated. Regardless of the situations that come at us, it cannot be defeated. Number three, I'm wrapping up. The Lord's good pleasure. He does the calling. His gifts and his call can never be withdrawn. That's in Romans 11. He does the saving, all according to his perfect purpose of salvation. We are predestined. We are called. We are justified. We are glorified. Jesus came to reconcile us to God, the creator. Jesus came to bridge the gap between God and us. Jesus came to restore us to God's intentions for us. The death, the death of Jesus was for us. It was for us. We were bought with a price. And we cost too much to live any kind of way. We cost too much to live any kind of way. We want our young people and this young generation coming up behind us to do better and know better than what we did. Then you better start living right. Where's your character in a situation when your patience starts running thin? Why do we cuss first and pray later? Why do we do that? Why do we still use the N-word as a, as, a, as a term of love? Why do we do that? That's not what we are supposed to do. We cost too much to live any kind of way. And don't let the sun go down on your anger. Be big enough to apologize whether you think you did anything wrong or not. Apologize for the situation. Apologize for the hurt feelings. Apologize. Because, see, that's a whole nother sermon. What happens is we find it difficult to forgive people because they think that we, that we think they owe us something. Christ died for our sins. Surely he took our pain and, and bore our suffering, yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. Hallelujah. He was crushed for our iniquities. And the punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his, we are healed. 
Your life's journey is predestined, is the message I needed you to walk away with today. A divine foreordaining in thought and purpose of all that will happen, especially with regard to our salvation. Listen, things are going to happen. We are not promised that this is going to be a fun roller coaster life of no situations. Some of you dealing with some stuff this morning. You probably left house and things were just crazy this morning. But if we take the second and let a prayer come out of our mouth first and know who to call of who's been assigned to you to help you get through, you can't trust everybody with your life. You can't trust everybody with your story. And you know why? Because you don't know who they're going to go tell. You know the telephone game? You tell person A, they're going to go tell two other people. Now it's a whole totally different story. It's not even your situation anymore. Somebody else knowing your business that you don't even know is none of their business. Who are you assigned to? And who is assigned to you? Are you living a life that is holy and blameless so that they can follow you? How many of you apologize to your kids when you cuss? Cuss at them. Do you apologize? That's not Christ-like language. And it's not okay. So then what you can't do is get mad when that same kid, you get a call from the school, and they saying the same thing to the kids at school that you said to them. Live a life that is holy and blameless because we all have a purpose. It is the doctrine of all events that have been willed by God, freely and unchangeably ordained by the Lord Jesus Christ. Everything works for the good of those who love the Lord. Everything. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator to the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. This great big God loves you with an agape love. You know what agape love is? I love you and I'm not looking for anything back from you. It has nothing to do with sexuality. It has nothing to do with sensuality. It's because I want to help you and I want to serve you and I want you to be better. I want you to be better. I tell Joshua almost, I don't say every day, you take advantage of every opportunity that is open to you in the place of basketball. Right? You take advantage of it. You put yourself in the situation in the middle of the circumstance and you let them see what a mindful young Christian man you are. And then you let them see your skill. You let your skill speak for itself. But how do we carry ourselves in every situation, in every opportunity? Guess what? We're not going to like every place we have to go. But where we go, we live a life that is holy and a life that is blameless because we are a child of the king, right? Know today that today you being here is not an accident. It is not an accident. Today is your day of salvation. Come as you are to the Father. God bless you. Praise the Lord. We thank God for the word he gave Minister Denise this morning, and we thank Minister Denise for being obedient and delivering the word. Thank you, my sister. Praise God. If you are looking for your purpose, you have not accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, you can do so now. 
Bible says, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. It is that simple. Now you may be thinking, well, there's still some things I'm not doing right and I don't think I'm worthy. But I'm here to tell you, you can't do it right without Jesus. You can't do it right without Jesus. Bible says come as you are that means wherever you are in your life right now you can come he's the one that'll clean you up will there be one today second call is you already accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your savior believe that God raised him from the dead but you believe that God is calling you to the Mount Calvary nation to be a part of this family and if that's so you can come now if you're at home in TV land you can jot us down a message text us someone will get back to you as soon as possible what I don't want you to do is allow this time to pass you by see Jesus said he'd be coming back again but he didn't tell us what time what day so you don't want to wait so we all know where we're going to be let the church say amen Amen. come on minister Ashley has a message um, for us today and she'll come and then we'll um close out and go hunt home. Oh, do we have it? I'm trying to see if that says 12 o'clock yet. Um, so good morning. It says 1130. <laughs> well, good morning. Um, my name is Ashley. Um, I just wanted to take this time to invite all of the women. Um, we are, let's see if we have the flyer coming up. Do we have the flyer? Okay, maybe not. <laughs> um, so this is for the women's ministry. Uh, we will be doing a meet and greet on July the 17th that we want to invite you all. Um, if you are a woman, can you raise your hand? Raise them high. All right, I see a lot of hands. So again, on July 17th, if you would meet me right after church in the back in the atrium for a quick meet and greet, this mask is so constricting. All right, sorry about that. <laughs> so if you will meet me directly um, after service on July 17th, if you have your phones, Go ahead and pull them out. Put on July 17th, meet and greet, women's ministry in the atrium. We're going to have good conversation. We're going to have food. Uh, we're going to have collecting information and just some exciting things coming up. Um, I am so honored to serve as your women's ministry director uh, for this season. Um, so if you would, please, please join me. I hope to see, raise those hands again. I hope to see each and every one of you, <laughs> amen, in the atrium. Again, what date? July 17th. At what time? Immediately following service, amen. Um, so that's all I have for you, Minister Percy. I'm going to turn it back over to you. Praise God. now offering time and we have several ways to give today and I'm going to read it today <laughs> first we have GiveLify, download the app and follow the instructions secondly it's cash app, dollar sign M-T-C-A-L M-B-C 
And we have text to give. The number for that is 855-908-0710. For those giving in the building, the deacons will be at the doors as you exit the church. And they'll be there from 1230 until 1. Amen. I am waiting. We have a, one that has been added to our Mount Calvary Nation today. And we want to give him a certificate. So we're waiting for that right now. And while we're waiting, I just feel like calling on the name of Jesus. Amen. Because I know he's done a lot for me. Amen. Has he done everything for you? My God. Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Come on, y'all can say it with me. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, my God. Jesus, Jesus. Can we call him Savior? Savior, Savior. I know he saved my soul. I know him as a Savior. What's his name? Come on, call him a Savior. He's my Savior. Oh, Lord. See, I just want to thank him right now. Can you thank him? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Come on, thank him one more time. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I want to thank you. He's been so good to me. What's his name? What's his name? We have a certificate of dedication that's dedicated to Dakari. Brandon Jordan. Brandon Jordan. We'll get you the right certificate. Let's welcome him to the family. Welcome, my brother. Let's welcome him, my Calvary. Ooh, my God. Okay, let's not forget, we're going to Gateway Cathedral this afternoon at 5. Our pastor will be preaching. Let's bless him with, it, with your presence. Um, we have, are the works here today? The works? Brother Works? Sister Works? It's their 50th anniversary this week. Let's, let's honor them with a hand praise. Praise the Lord. That's my neighbor. <laughs> all right, if that'll be all, is there anything else? Thank you. Thank you. Yes, the baby shower. Diaper drive. Diaper drive. So we want diapers, all types of baby. Supplies, socks, wipes, anything you can give for the babies, we need it. Amen. Amen. Are we ready to go home?
let us stand men today we want the men to meet down front right after church we're only going to be for a few minutes 30 minutes at, at most 30 minutes so we'll be meeting right down front men now unto him who's able to keep you from falling to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God our Savior be glory majesty dominion and power both now and forever and can we say it together amen God bless y'all have a blessed week seated and wait for the ushers direction don't get me in trouble remain seated wait for the ushers at the Mount Calvary Church at the address shown. Thank you for worshiping virtually with us today.